Hi, welcome to the Halsey Mark Podcast Show. Today I am talking to Phil Sams, the host of Ghosts in the Night, Hauntings, a paranormal podcast dedicated to searching for answers about the spirit world and the paranormal. My fascination with ghosts and paranormal started at a very young age. Several of the homes I lived in had some sort of activity in them. This desire to find answers only grew led me to start a podcast and search for others that had similar experiences. Sharing others' people's stories is only half the battle. I need to go out and search for the paranormal myself to truly get some good clarity. This search led me to join the Cincinnati Ghost Chasers as an investigator. Hi Phil, how are you? I'm doing good, how are you? Can you tell me about your first paranormal experience? We're recording, so don't worry. Uh, okay, I'm going to make a... I'm, my headphones are kind of screwed up. Right, Phil, you're going to tell me about your first paranormal experience. Um, that is actually... It's kind of complex. My very first paranormal experience, which I haven't talked about my podcast yet, and I haven't shared it because it's, I was so young when it happened. Um, I was only like three, four years old, and... The reason I haven't talked about it yet on my podcast is because I'm not quite sure whether what I'm remembering is my actual memories or it's just how it's been told to me over the years. So I want, so when I talk about my podcast, I want to bring in my mother who was actually there who witnessed the whole thing. But that is my first paranormal experience. And what actually happened is kind of a long backstory a little bit. And I will indulge me just let me kind of share that with you real quick. Um, my grandfather on my father's side was not really a nice person. He was an alcoholic. He struggled with addiction his entire life. Um, and he wasn't really nice to my mother. He just was a mean person. And uh, my mom got pregnant and had my brother. And unfortunately, he did not survive but maybe two or three days in the hospital. And when that happened, it kind of changed my grandfather. He turned the corner, started getting better. And about a month or two, maybe three months later, my mom got pregnant with me. And that was the one thing that really kept him going in life, you know, to get better with his recovery and also health in general, was to see me born. But unfortunately, he passed away. I don't even remember the exact time frame, but it was months, a couple months before I was born. So we lived in his house for the first four or five years of my life. And one day, my he got better with my mother. He was nicer to my mother when she was pregnant with me, but he still wasn't perfect. Um, so she didn't really have a close relationship. She really didn't like him at all. And she did not keep pictures of him in the house or anything. But one day I'm sitting in my bedroom, which was actually his bedroom, and he was alive and living at home. My mom heard me talking to somebody, and I came out. She said, who are you talking to? I said, Grandpa. And she said, Grandpa's at work. And I was like, no, Grandpa's in my bedroom. And uh, she went in there, naturally nothing was there. And she was really dumbfounded by it. She didn't know what was going on. She thought I was losing my mind, or she was losing her mind. And 
she said, okay, tell me exactly who you saw. I said, Grandpa Sam's. And she went and got a photo album out of the closet, which was pretty high up, I believe. And she showed me, or opened up, said, who, did, who are you speaking to? I turned, flipped a couple pages, and pointed directly at a picture. And it was my grandfather, Sam, who had been dead for a few months. So that was my first introduction to the paranormal. Like I said, I'm not, my recollection of it, I'm not entirely sure that's me or what's been told me over the years. Something happened, but it just kind of grew from there. And I've lived in a few houses. I've had activity follow me throughout my life. What's the scariest or weirdest thing you've ever experienced? thing I experienced, I spoke about in my podcast, episode two, I believe, um, and this was a home that we owned and lived in for several years here in Ohio, and I was probably 14, 13, 14 at the time, and I had had little experiences in that place the entire time I lived there, but one day after school, I lived within walking distance to the school, so me and a buddy walked home to my home. We were, you know, this is back in the mid 80s, and the you know, VCRs were just out, so my job when I got home from school was to record my mom's soap opera on the VCR. So I recorded that, me and my buddy were talking. He went down to the living room, was kind of doing something, watching, not really watching television, but he was there. I got him, I was in the kitchen, and this house was a bi-level, which basically meant the kitchen, you know, was on the first floor. The living room was half of, you know, it was down, sunk into the ground a little bit so I could see into the living room to see my buddy. And I was sitting in the kitchen because back then the phones were in the kitchen. So I was sitting at the table talking to somebody on the phone. And next thing I know, I start hearing doors slammed, you know, one after another upstairs. And they were just bang, 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 bang. There were four doors and they all slammed. Me and my buddy looked at each other. We ran out of the house. You know, being 13, 14 years old, you know, it startled us. So we're outside, and it was, you know, a, I believe a spring or spring day. I just remember it was sunny, and it was a, there was a little chill in there, but not really cold. Um, and wind, it was pretty windy. So we're, we sit there and talk. I said, I think there must be a window open upstairs. So we go back in the house. And uh, we both go upstairs, open the doors, check every window in the house upstairs. Every one of them's closed. And it wasn't, I mean, that just really freaked us out at the time. And I did, you know, I had experiences, you know, feelings at that location and saw shadowish figures, but I was younger and, you know, I really didn't understand what was going on. But at that age, I was, you know, that freaked me out completely. I didn't know what to do. My buddy got scared. He called his brother. To come, his older brother came, picked him up, and my mom came home. And I was just like, what, what's going on here? And she kind of just sat me down and said, you know, this is, we think we have some activity in this home. And, you know, it, it was, there was a few nights that I kind of laid there with one eye open, just kind of looking around, making sure I was alone. What do you think ghosts are? Um, you know, I'm torn by... I'm torn... It's hard for me to answer this question. I believe in an afterlife. I believe there are ghosts. But I'm also... How I approach investigations and dealing with the paranormal, I'm open-minded. I, 
I believe there are spirits. I believe I don't know whether it's they're actually trying to interact with us, or you know, we did, there's just a thin spot and we're kind of getting a there's kind of some feedback from the spirit realm, kind of bleeding into our realm, and we're kind of picking up. I you know I'm not sure whether they're truly trying to interact with, with us or we're just picking up on it or you know if it's a parallel universe we're picking up on there's something to it if it's definitely you know like my first encounter my uh, grandfather would if it was truly my grandfather I, you know i'm not 100 percent sure i i won't say either way i honestly don't know there's something to it whether it's um, just somebody or some that realm, we're just getting feedback from that realm, or it's the residual type haunting where you know people, you're just seeing a playback, or they're at, it's actually intelligent and they're communicating with us. Something's going on. I believe we're getting some kind of messages or interaction with the other world, but how it works and what exactly it is I'm not sure that's why I do what I do why I have the podcast why I go invest investigations but kind of get some answers and, you know I'm, I know I'm never going to have all the answers I might never figure out anything but the more I do the more I talk about it the more people I talk to and the more things I experience you know it moves me a little closer to getting, gaining some understanding of what's truly really going on what inspired you to create your podcasts? I'm sorry? What inspired you to create your podcasts? Um, I, you know, my inspirations for the whole thing is really, you know, I just want to help people and find, find out what's, you know, try to gain some enlightenment. And, you know, I don't have any problems with the interactions or the activity I have in my home now, or I don't, I'm not scared of much, but this whole paranormal field or paranormal encounters that people have can be, really be frightening. And if I can gain a little bit of knowledge that can, I can pass on to other people and ease their for lack of a better word, suffering or their torment. I'm, that's my goal, and that's what drives me to do, to seek out answers and try to find the truth. How long have you been doing your podcast for? I've only been investigating and doing research officially for about a year. The podcast is only three or three and a half months old. Um, and so I've been doing investigate, actual paranormal investigations for about three or four months now. But I, like I said, I've kind of been an amateur my entire life, you know, trying to interact with whatever has been around me at the time. But officially in a official capacity I guess it's only really been within the past year I started taking it really serious and trying to move forward to helping people probably what do you enjoy about doing your podcast I'm sorry what do you enjoy about doing your podcast I enjoy uh, interacting with people I mean as a matter of fact I just did an interview uh, earlier 
two hours ago of an author. I, you know, she was a psychic medium, and she she wrote a book telling me and explain, or not telling me, telling the world about her experiences, her spirit guide, and how she interacts with him and has researched him in his real life. I mean, it was fascinating. Uh, education of the paranormal is really what I strive for and I want to learn as much as I can so I love talking to people I you know I haven't had much luck in getting regular people to open up to me about their experiences yet you know people are weary of it just for a matter of fact they don't want to be don't want want people to think they're crazy or just weird in general so you know getting people to open up is a little harder than what I originally thought it would be so I've kind of had to talk to more paranormal investigators or authors or people who are opening on the internet you know whether it be YouTube or however you know they're looking to talk about it so I've had to go that route but you know like I said I want to help people deal with uh, the paranormal experiences that they're having and so you know eventually those people will start opening up to me and I'll hopefully get some really good stories that I can share and just talk to people about the paranormal well it's similar to me I got into my podcast basically because I like talking to people and I thought I'll give it a go and I also have had a near death experience in my life so that sort of drew me to the paranormal world. Because I started originally in cryptozoology. Um, you know, most, you know, it's kind of funny how most people who are, do what we do, is, you know, they've, experiences, our experiences have drove us to that. And it's kind of, it's fascinating to hear those experiences. Well, if you ever want to hear mine, I'm quite happy to come on your show and talk about it. Oh, absolutely. Whenever, uh, we'll, after we get done talking, we'll kind of we'll figure something out and we'll, we'll get you on, definitely. Yeah, you know, I don't mind helping other people. That's why I like talking to people like yourself. Because we all start somewhere. I had to start somewhere. I mean, I'm lucky. I, I, I do so many podcasts. I think I'm over a thousand more plus, and I'm, I think I'm over 10,000 plus likes a one. And nearly 12,000 on another. God knows how many on another one. I just produce a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing about podcasts. You know, I was not aware. I just thought, you know, you talk, talk to a mic and boom, put it up. And you just go. I, you know, I learned rather quickly. Recording a podcast is the easy part of it. It's the post-production, you know, trying to make it as clear and professional or just sound good to people that is the hard the hard part and you know i do a weekly podcast and you know i try to record i'm you know early on the week like the podcast or the interview i conducted earlier today that won't air until i think probably two weeks from now you know the next tuesday's podcast podcast is already finished and again just waiting to be uploaded but you know that week long i need a week to actually 
you know, do record the podcast, do the interview, whatever, whatever I'm doing for that episode, and then try to make it sound well, cut things out, and, you know, just try to, that was the hard part. I mean, I had no idea it'd take me, you know, hours upon hours to actually go fix and create the final product, because I had no experience in audio, you know, coming into this, I, you know, just tried to learn what I could and learn on the fly, but I just thought, you know, hey, record a podcast, boom, put it up, I'm done, be, you know, a couple, an hour's worth of work, but I had a quick education about that, then trying to do the videos for each podcast, I mean, I, first times I've run three, four days behind, because that's just, you know, there's a lot of work, there's much, there's so much more work to this than I originally intended or originally thought. I was kind of naive, I guess, coming into this. You know, some, well, some uh, podcasts automatically create a, vi- a video for you. Um, like, um, I'm on speaker and I'm on Podbean, and they create a video, but it's like an audio video. It's not like a, you can see the person, but it's like a, a sound wave thing that you put it in and that do that. Also, what I tend to do, I, I might... This is what I do personally. I have a blog post. And I put my podcasts on my blog post as well. So that way I'll get extra listeners. Because then you get get yourself more out there. Yeah, I, you know, I have a website, philsames.com, which you know, I try to... Uh upload, do a blog post essentially for each podcast, but, you know, include my show notes there, because, you know, the company that I use to host the actual podcast, you know, they don't give you a, a, you can have a pretty good size size area for show notes, but I know, like, on iTunes, you know, you're really limited on your summary, and it is a true summary, so I have the website to kind of, kind of go into detail, I don't put full transcripts, but I, you know, talk about, you know, try to explain what we talk about, kind of some highlights, and then, you know, any links, if I have guests, any links, you know, so up philsams.com, you'll have to, you know, I have all that stuff there, and, you know, that adds another hour to the whole process of trying to get that typed up and proofreading and getting all the links and any kind of <laughs> thumbnail pictures, you know, it's, it's, there's, it's a lot more work than what I thought it would be, but it's fun and I enjoy it, but, you know, I get to talk to some really interesting people and I get to learn some stuff and that's what's important. Well, I, I, um, I, I try to be on every social media possible. I even do it, I even post on Instagram. I take a picture, they see your picture today. When I do the blog post, I'll put the picture up on Instagram and the link to the blog post. And I put it on there as well as an extra thing. Every social site I can think of, I put it on. Yeah, I you know I just started uh, matter of fact probably two three weeks ago maybe an Instagram page for the podcast. I've all, I've been on Twitter for the entire actually I was on Twitter before I I basically use Twitter more than anything else. I started with that even before I launched the podcast. I start you know two months or so before I launched I started you know trying to get some momentum through Twitter. And then once I started I had, I had included a Facebook page. And um, then I, you know, like I said, two, three weeks ago, I started the Instagram page. But now I'm, all, I'm kind of old school a little bit. I'm, I'm old, so you know, I'm not great at social media. But you know, Twitter is kind of my go-to with the podcast because that's where I have the most interaction with people and the most followers. Like 
Facebook, I, you know, I have a broke through on Facebook, or I just haven't figured it out yet. Instagram, I was kind of shocked with some of the response to my followers are growing fairly rapidly in the only two, three weeks. I was actually kind of shocked because everything else is kind of, you know, a slow, organic process where it takes time. And, like, even, like, uh, YouTube, I was kind of like, you know, I struggle with YouTube, you know, I haven't figured that one out either. So I, just for a matter of fact, I... I focus on Twitter just because that's where I have the most followers and I figure I can get the most engagement. And hopefully everything else will kind of catch up or surpass to where I can kind of go with YouTube, you know, be a little bit more active on YouTube and even Instagram and Facebook. But, you know, I try to hit as much as I can, but that's a full-time job in itself, just dealing with all the Oh, God, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to do it professionally, you'll be there all day just posting all day. I, I still work a full-time job, and there's been times I've been at work going, okay, i got to post something real quick. I, you know, I, I have to post something, and I want to say something or whatever. I mean, it's just it's a nightmare sometimes to kind of live life, do my real job, and then keep active on social media. It's, I was I just, it's kind of shocking how, how much work you have to do to kind of really build a following and, you know, but I figured it'll come. I mean, I was oh, actually yeah. surprised with, I was surprised with my growth of my podcast. I mean, it grew and the downloads grew fairly rapidly so far. And I've been, you know, there's naturally ups and downs from week to week. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with the, uh, just the viewership of the podcast because from every when I did start doing research on how I want what platform I want to use whether you know YouTube uh, podcast you know from everything I read and researched you know people were actually starting to say podcast is kind of going down no no don't you believe that mate that's completely false and I really moved toward the uh Podcast. For a matter of fact, I'm not really that comfortable on camera. I don't like being on camera that well. And, Snap. You know, <laughs> podcast kind of gives you that buffer. You know, it's just your voice, and I'm not. Even, I'm super critical of my voice as well. Just I can, you know, it's fairly low, and I don't like hearing myself. But I can deal with hearing myself. I don't like seeing myself. So I wanted to do podcasts, and I kind of reading it was like, I was like, really, I don't want to have to do videos all the time. Uh, that's even more editing and more progressing. Now you belong to a thing called the is it since I can never um, I have problems with, uh, pronouncing some of these American names. Cincinnati ghost thing, wasn't it? You said the, the, yeah, the Cincinnati ghost chasers. That's it. I originally, like I said, I just contacted them because I was, you know, I figured, I, you know, people weren't really coming back to me with their experiences, you know, getting people, regular people to open up. I said, well, let me go to some of these local, you know, I kind of started local. I said, let me reach out to some of these local paranormal groups. And, you know, they do it, not for a living, but they have experience in going out searching and trying to find evidence. So let me hit, you know, hit them up and start interviewing them I reached out to the Cincinnati Ghost Chasers and um, and when I reached out I was like you know what? it'd be really cool to actually go on an investigation and you know actually partake and I was hoping they would take me along you know just so I could experience an official paranormal investigation not just you know walking around my house in my underwear asking questions um, so I contacted them 
and they got back to me fairly quickly. So a few phone conversations and a few text messages, and they said, hey, we have this investigation at uh, the Ross Opera House in Kentucky. I was like, cool. And they said, would you like to come? I was like, absolutely, I'm in. I'll be there. Just tell me when and where, and probably get there, and I'll, I'll be there. So I went and spent the evening, the entire, from like 8 o'clock in the evening till... 
downloaded the audio to like my cover art for the podcast and been done. But she's the one who talked me into actually be on camera and do stuff. Because I've always said, you know, I have a face for radio, so. <laughs> I think if I am furious in life, if you don't try, you don't get. Right. Exactly. You know, you don't have to. And I should. I, I've known that my entire life, but. Making that jump is, you know, it can be difficult. It's like if you if you like to skydive, um, it's hard to, uh, you know, jump out that plane. You know, the fear of the unknown gets all of us. It's one time. Oh, well. I'm, I'm I, leery about YouTube. I mean, I'm not quite as happy with YouTube as I am the podcast. I, you know, I'm getting views. I mean, not a lot by any stretch of any imagination, but I'm getting, you know, there's some people watching. And I'm happy with that. I'm happy with anybody that even takes time to watch or listen to anything I do. But I'm, you know, so I'm, I'm a little, I'm struggling a little bit. I want, because I, especially I started the podcast. I did like two episodes of the podcast before I even started the YouTube channel. And I was, you know, immediately with the podcast, I started getting downloads, and it seemed like people were, in the analytics were actually, you know, staying and listening to most of it, if not all of it. So I was like, it kind of spoiled me a little bit. I went to YouTube, and it, you know, I've been doing YouTube for probably two and a half months since I've been And, you know, it's taken a lot more to get the ball rolling there, you know. But there's so many people on YouTube, especially in the paranormal field, it's, it's crazy. It's hard to get your foot in the door, I guess. Oh, YouTube is, it's a lot harder than um, you think. I've been on YouTube yeah, for a few years, and it's very hard to break into. That's quite good, don't worry. I mean, it's 34 people you never had before. That's why I always look at it. Right. Yeah, you know, it's 34 people, hopefully, that enjoy what I do. And, you know, the 34 I have, it seems like there's probably five or six that are very interactive. They follow me on Twitter as well. And, you know, they, they reach out more on Twitter, and I have more interaction with them on Twitter. But, you know, I'm happy for those 34. And I'm, if I get 100, I'm happy. So, it's because I don't do this for money because I'm not making a dime on it. I'm actually spending money to do it. You know, so I do it because I enjoy talking to people and I enjoy the paranormal. Hopefully I can help somebody and find some answers along the way. Well, I don't, I'll, I'll promote as much as I can for you. If you give me a link to your podcast and your YouTube and your Twitter, I'll, I'll pull them on and say, please give this person a go. Absolutely. I will, you know, I'll send you links to uh, the website, uh, Twitter, YouTube channel, all that stuff here after after we get done and I'll send all that to you. I appreciate any kind of help that or any kind of promotion, you know, to help 
don't build that for other Malians. And hopefully, you know, it's not about even building Malians, like I said, it's about just talking to people about the paranormal. Exactly. It's, it's not, paranormal is not like what it was when I was a kid. It was kind of, I don't want to say shunned upon, but you didn't talk about it. You know, since about, what, 2004-ish, I guess, when all the paranormal shows really started ramping up, you know, it's a little bit easier to, and people are a little bit more freer to talk about it. So... It's not like when I was a kid when if you saw something you just kept your mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. You with your buddies. Yeah. That's very true. I think you, as you say, it, it, it's a strange thing because I, I myself, I find I talk to a lot more Americans than I do English people about paranormal. Right. I think it's basically right. because I don't know what the reason is. I haven't got figured it out. It's kind of funny that how almost everybody believes, well not everybody I should say, but a majority of the population believes there's some kind of afterlife. I think it's something like sixty-five to 70%. I know it's quite high. Believe in an afterlife. So if you believe in an afterlife, now why wouldn't there be some crossover, you know, whether Uncle George is coming to visit you at night, I don't know. But, you know, there ha- if you believe in afterlife, you have to believe in the spirit world because what else would we be when we pass? We're going to be a spirit. Our consciousness and soul go becomes energy or whatever, and it's moved on to another plane, I guess, of existence. So why wouldn't, you know, there be spirits out there that we do kind of see or feel or communicate with from time to time. I mean, it's not out of the normal possibility if you believe in an afterlife, which most people do. Well, yes. Well, I've got a theory that I think, personally, our ability to tap into the, the paranormal or cryptozoology or UFOs comes from early man. Because early man had to be quite perceptive to his environment. And I think part of that brain, bit of brain is still in us. And some people can tap into it more than others. That's only a theory. I can't prove it, but that's my theory. I mean, I'm actually fascinated by, you know, the whole... And I have, I've dealt mainly with all my podcasts, mainly just the spirit world ghost. But I'm, I have plans to move to other alien types, you know, any kind of paranormal thing, move to the aliens, because I'm fascinated with the whole ancient alien way of thinking I, I got in a debate with my mother about this uh, about six seven months ago because she was over at my home and we were watching I was on head on history channel or whatever ancient alien was on and she's a religious woman not a fanatic but she's a religious woman grew up in the church and is very religious and, and I, I was listening to him I was like watching the show and we got in the debate about, not even the debate but we had a conversation back and forth about you know they are kind of what they're saying that the ancient people didn't know what they were seeing. You know, they, if they saw a UFO or a ship or something or had interactions with aliens, they could have thought they were gods. And maybe that's what it's all based on. I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, I only, I only believe in what I, or I should say, I believe, but I only know what I can see and what I can prove. So. I don't know. I'm fascinated with aliens. Well, look, I would suggest, because I do cryptozoology as well, look into the paranormal world of Bigfoot. 
Because a lot of paranormal in the Bigfoot as well. Big that's, that's 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 another one I've always I've always been fascinated with Bigfoot just from I've never seen Bigfoot you know but I I find it funny people you mention Bigfoot and people look can look they look at you worse than if you mention hey I saw a spirit last night you know they that's there's more stigmatism behind that but you know who who are we to say that we find new creatures every day it seems like oh yeah oh yeah uh, millions. And here in uh, the U.S., especially in North America, there is so much, you know, dense wooded area or forest or whatever between the U.S. and Canada. It's almost, there's almost as much undeveloped area as there is, you know, for the size of the continental United States. I mean, who's to say there's not something out there? Because if anybody spent any time in the woods, especially, you know, out west, you know, the up in the Washington and Oregon area, you know, that's dense area. So it's it's very possible. I've never seen one, so I don't know for a fact, but I think it's not out of the realm of possibility. Hmm. Now, uh, um, you, do you want to mention any links while we're on the podcast where people can go and listen to you? I'm sorry, there was some feedback there. I'm sorry. I, I said, do you want to mention any links where people can go to vi- uh, to visit, to listen to you, or watch you? Um, you can visit... The podcast is available everywhere, pretty much everywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. But the easiest way is just go to www.philsams.com, and I do the blog post where there's a player right there on the podcast, on the blog page where you can listen to that episode each episode has its own post um youtube is ghost in the night podcast or just ghost in the night uh we have some videos there and i do actually do some other videos just not you know the podcast i uh some of the investigations that i go on i try to do you know little um, investigation type highlights of whatever investigation I, I do so it's just not podcast episodes uh, Facebook is Ghost of the Night Podcast and, uh, and Twitter is uh, night. You can my Twitter handle is at night underscore ghost and Instagram I'm not quite as up to date on Instagram as I like to be but you can find me there at night or ghost underscore night underscore podcast okay well before I go I always like to ask people because I like to do like an unique sign off before I go is there anything you would like to say before we go um you know I I appreciate you taking the time to let me talk and ramble about my stuff my podcast you know because the more we talk about it the more we learn about it and stay open-minded you know we can we'll never salt crack this nut we'll always have questions on what it is but the paranormal needs investigation it needs well, i don't want to say more science the science needs to take it more seriously and the only way we can do that is to talk about it rationally scientifically and see where it goes I mean if they don't take it serious then you know there's no way we can answer any questions or even help people and like I said that's what I do I love to I want to help people who are struggling with the paranormal and 
the only way we can do that is talk about it. So I appreciate you giving me a platform to talk about it. Right, this is what mine to you. Are you ready, Phil? <clears throat> like a ghost in the night, Phil Sounds was on my podcast tonight. He had a great chat, and we talked about this and that. And I'd like to say good night. Thank you very much for being on my show. Thank you for having me. Right, I should just turn that bit on. Right, 